Welcome to the NAFCO Working Film Podcast. I'm your host, Edward Frank. NAFCO is an acronym for the Northern Appalachian Film Collective. We are a 501c3 nonprofit media corporation located in Western Pennsylvania. NAFCO would like to thank its sponsors, Western PA Systems, the design build electrical contractor for your 21st century home and business, and Dakota, Du Bois Area Council on the Arts. If you'd like to become a NAFCO sponsor, send an email to info at nafco.org. Our guest today is Jay Real. Jay, are you there? Yes, sir, I'm here. Good. Sheltering in place. You're in Texas, right? Yes, sir, I'm in a uh, oh, small town called Mahia. Uh, it's spelled M-E-X-I-A, so it looks like Mexia, but it's pronounced Mahia. About 7,000, 7 or 8,000 people. I don't know exactly what the population is, but it's about 40 miles, 40, 45 miles, um, uh, I believe, east of Waco. Okay. I've been to Waco. <laughs> I'm not sure how I got there, though. <laughs> I actually was there this morning. I went with a friend, was going to, uh, is a kidney doctor, and I, I didn't get out of the truck. I, I just waited for him in the truck, but he... Wanted some company, so I rode with him today. Well, I went there because we went to see the Waco Mammoth Park in Waco. Oh, okay. Well, I first heard of you uh, when you were offering a short Dawn Year 7 last yes, year up for a uh, to be shown at various film festivals. So I contacted you and invited you to submit it because I really liked the little film. And uh, tell me about, uh, this is a prequel to a film you did called Dawn in 2003. Yes, so, sir. Uh, seems like a lifetime ago now, but uh, uh, yes, sir. It, it um, uh, oh gosh. Uh, it was a, a concept that I had had about eight or nine years before and just never could really figure out what to do with it about a human father with a vampire daughter, little girl. And he was a single parent and he was having to move from, you know, keep moving to keep her fed and to keep her alive, you know. And um, I, I just I couldn't figure out what to do with the concept. Uh, it wasn't until uh, 2000 that I wrote a short, short story and had a beginning, middle, and end. And from there, I started working on a little script, a little screenplay. And uh, around 2000, early 2002, I contacted a friend, Ray, who plays the father in the original movie. And uh, at that time... Uh, digital video was kind of the, the end thing, you know, those little tapes where you could edit on the computer. And uh, he basically said, uh, I sent him the short story and uh, sent him some, you know, pages from the script, you know, emailed them to him. And he basically just told me, look, you can do this. You know, it's not going to cost a lot of money to do this. And uh, he really was, uh, responsible for me making that movie, just supporting me and uh, 
you know, I went to work, you know, getting the script finished and then started, you know, uh, getting in contact with, with people for to, that be interested in, in uh, you know, playing parts in the movie. And just one thing led to another and made my little no budget movie uh, shot in 2000, the summer of 2002 and finished in the summer of 2003. I put my last edit on it in August of 2003 and Bart Weiss, who runs the Dallas Video uh, Association, he still does, uh, sent him a VHS copy of it and he liked it and gave us, they were doing a little festival screenings for uh, uh, independent films. And we got two showings at the Angelica Film Center in uh, Dallas. And uh, so we actually got to, to see our little no budget movie in a movie theater. So, you know, a lot of the locals from Mahia came over and uh, we, we uh, got to sit down and watch my little movie. And uh, yeah, the, the original was much more of a group effort, you know, friends and family and friendly strangers getting together and helping me make my little movie. Uh, the dawn year seven, um, you know, fast forward 16 years, <laughs> and uh, I I live out here alone, uh, and I actually live in Lake Mahia, which is about 10 miles from the town of Mahia. Uh, I am um, about half blind, I'm on disability. Uh, I've never had a driver's license, so I have a friend that, that frequently comes here, takes me to town to get, you know, groceries and that sort of thing. Um, and uh, I was living alone out here and, and just say, I would like to do this again. I'd like to do a little, make a little film and see if I can do it. It's been so long since I had done something like this. And I had written a self-published book called Dawn Year Seven, the title of the short, the short film, which is a prequel to the, the movie Dawn. And I sold that at a few horror, horror conventions, the book. Uh, like say self-published through lulu.com and I wrote me a little uh, a little segment the script which is basically the first 20 pages of the book which became dawn year seven the, the short the short film and did the same thing just started uh, putting little uh, notices online a local uh, Facebook groups Sang looking for actors and found Chloe and found her father Jeremy uh, to play the uh, the part of the father in Dawn and uh, Connie Copeland who who runs a horse farm here in Mahia and then Chloe's grandfather uh, so they're all Lyles except for Connie Copeland you know they're all from the same family plays the, Vance plays the doctor Vance Lyles um, and got it done and you know started. Uh, entering the little film festivals through Film Freeway and just sort of learning the process, which I have never done that before. I've never entered uh, a film into film festivals. And like I say, it's been so long since I've done anything like this. It was kind of like sticking my foot back in the water, so to speak, sticking my toes back in the water, you know, just to see if I could do it. And, you know, uh, I'm, I'm glad I did it. Uh, I was hoping that people that had seen the original would enjoy it, even though, I guess you would kind of call it a soft reboot because the original film, uh, the, fa the father character was driving my mother's 83 uh, Mercury. <laughs> and in this, this version, Dawn Year 7, 
the father's dr driving a uh, hybrid car. So, you know, it, it's, uh, but it's kind of, I, I call it a soft reboot, you know, uh, it's a prequel and sort of a, you know, sort of a reboot because it's set a little more in modern times, you know, but uh, same characters, same story. And, and it's just a little bit, a little segment of these characters' lives. Um, how did you like working with a little girl? Did she do well in, on the set? I know she did a good job as an actress. Yeah, Chloe. Um, I had known some of the Lyles, some of her family. Uh, they used to live here in Mahaya, and they recently moved to Waco. Uh, I knew I knew of Vance, the grandfather, and and Cindy, and I might have met both of them, you know, the grandparents at some point or another. Um, so I sort of knew, you know, I kind of was glad there was sort of some some people that I knew, sort of knew. Uh, but yeah, Chloe. Uh, she, you know, she's, uh, she was eight years old and uh, she's a kid and, uh, and just enjoying coming out here and just hanging out. Uh, she's one of those never met a stranger type kids. So we got along right away. Um, there was a little incident early when, on the first shooting day, you know, that the the thing with making something like this is okay let's do it again let's do it again okay that's good let's do it again and she got upset and started to cry and i just oh god I, i'm making a little kid cry you know uh and it's and then her mother was there at the time and of course her father and explained to her you know no chloe it's not that you're doing bad this is just how movies are made you do it you do it then you do it again and you do it again and when i'm sitting there and i'm editing I've got these different takes to choose from, and that's how you make movies. And uh, she brightened right up and uh, finished the day fine. And uh, yeah, just coming out and once she learned the process of uh, retakes and multiple takes, uh, once she learned that process, she, I had no trouble with her at all. Um, and, uh, you know, you... Uh, you do these multiple takes and then you find the one, okay, that's it. That's it. You know, that's the one I want. And, uh, it wasn't until surprisingly the last day of shooting, uh, we had discussed this. I said, you know, the, the first, first day I met Chloe and, and, and her, you know, she came down with her family. Uh, look, there's going to be at one point, you're going to have a lot of fake blood on your face. You know, uh, I want to give spoilers, but she kills a person <laughs> in the in the in the little short film. And I said, you know, at some point you're going to have a lot of, and it's just corn syrup. That's all it is. It's corn syrup and food coloring. It's not going to hurt you. You can even eat it. You don't want to eat it, but you can. And she laughed about that. But it wasn't until I actually brought it out and she saw how realistic it looked that she got upset. It's she and once again she she uh, she started to cry and 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 of course I'm there and Connie that was so wonderful with her Connie Copeland that plays the woman that she meets was so great with her and uh, she came down with her mother that day and we were all explaining to her look it's not going to hurt you but it was just turned out that was a personal fear she had blood <laughs> and I guess it was one thing to talk about it and just sort of picture it in your mind but when she actually saw it and saw how 
how much like actual blood it looked, she got upset. But finally, it was Connie that, you know, I left her alone with Connie and Connie had talked her, talked her down and, and calmed her down. And we got our shot. And I think that's the best shot in the movie where she's, uh, you know, after the, 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 the final credits where she's uh, weeping and holding this woman and saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. I was so proud of her, you know. Yeah, it's kind of funny you're talking about the blood. I interviewed a guy, Vance Major, uh, a few days ago. He does Star Trek films and uh, fan films. And he has a three-year-old son. And he said he always takes his son with him to the sets and all that. And he even got him to help him make the fake blood, which they were using chocolate syrup and red food coloring. Yeah. And when they saw... Uh, and when they were showing the episode of the little short film they did with his dad all covered with bloody, like point at the screen and say, chocolate syrup. Well, it's funny you mentioned chocolate syrup because the original Dawn uh, was shot in black and white. I always wanted to make a black and white movie. There's a movie, one of my favorite independent films is called Down by Law. I don't know if you ever saw it, by Jim Jarmusch. No. Uh, Tom Waits, Roberto Benigni. Um, I forget what the other actor's name is, but it was shot in black and white. You know, it was a modern movie shot in the 90s, early 90s, I think, but it was shot in black and white. And I was taken with just that process of actually intentionally shooting a movie in black and white um, for the look, for the feel of it. And I always wanted to make a movie in black and white. And so I, I, I you know, I, I always said, if I ever make a movie, I want to shoot it in black and white. And Dawn, the original Dawn, is shot in black and white. It's, uh, like I say, it's digital video. It's full screen. It's, uh, uh, you know, it, but um, I really like the look of it. I'm glad I did that, too, because of the limitations of digital video and the video look. I think shooting it in black and white helped a lot in the final look of the, of the movie the the sort of decrease that sort of video you know look you know make it a little look a little bit more like oh i don't know maybe 16 millimeter or something like that not exactly but closer to it shooting it in black and white you know but uh, i think a and, lot and, but, but anyway you mentioned i'm sorry to interrupt you but you mentioned chocolate syrup there's a scene where the uh the lead fa the, the father in a in a nightmare sequence is spitting up blood and that's what we use, chocolate syrup. <laughs> There's a, I think a lot of directors or filmmakers, at some point when they want to make a film early on in their career, they, they at least make a short or if not a feature shot in black and white. It seems to almost be a rite of passage for people to want to try that, that genre of film. I did myself, so. And it's got a pretty long history, you know, of all those horror movies like Night of the Living Dead and all the classic Dracula and, and Frankenstein. Oh, well, did, uh, sorry, but, but didn't Alfred Hitchcock shoot uh, Psycho? He could have shot in color, but he intentionally shot in black and white. Yep, he shot in black and white. Uh, even, even more comedy movies like uh, Paper Moon with Tatum O'Neill and Ryan O'Neill, that was shot in 73 in black and white just because they wanted to get a period look for it. There's just yeah. a quality about black and white that's different. But now you mentioned Paper Moon. That's something we're kind of simpatico here because 
uh, I mentioned Down by Law, that movie, as being a big influence. That was another big influence on Dawn itself. And the story of Dawn is Paper Moon, a father and a daughter in kind of a road movie, you know. And uh, I was influenced by that style of filmmaking and that actual story, uh, you know, uh, kind of see sort of a, a uh, similarity between Dawn and Paper Moon and just the way that it's done with the father and daughter sort of, you know, uh, on the move, you know, and, and, and traveling from town to town and such. Yes. Uh, there's like a whole genre of, of films that are like that. If you go back, you've got uh, True Grit with Pam Dauber and John Wayne, a cowboy movie that's like a 12-year-old girl and a man and she sort of bosses him around you've yeah. got Paper moon you've got uh uh the perfect leon the professional with natalie portman and uh what's guy's name's reno something rather you've got uh the most recent one i can think of is uh logan with which is a, a Wolverine is, is an old guy. Right. And he's got a, a young girl with him too. And I can't think of her name, but it's, uh, it's, it's a, another traveling movie. They're trying to get her to some place safe. And it's those kind of movies, those road movies, I call them, uh, like Down by Law, like Paper Moon, that when I would see a movie like that, I would think, you know, I could do that maybe, you know. It seems like it's a, it's a much more simple form of filmmaking that you're just telling a you're telling not necessarily a simple story, but you but the way the the movie is shot is something that I felt like, well maybe I can do that, you know. Uh it's not going there's no special effects involved. There's no, you know, it's no uh it's nothing that that uh couldn't be done with the uh, with the limited resources you know something like a road movie or something like that and i knew i was going to have extremely limited resources you know with the original and with this one too this one the the, the dawn year seven was shot with a dslr cheap clip on microphone uh clamp lights those lights that you can you can get at walmart you know the uh and uh you know very you know uh I always say it, it doesn't matter what it looks like behind the camera. It can look like Sanford and Son behind the camera as long as it looks good in front of the camera. And, uh, well, it remains to be seen. The person, you know, that watches the movie will decide if I did a, a good job or not. Because uh, in this case, I did everything myself. And the first movie was definitely a group effort. And, and like I say, my friend, you know, Ray, that played the, the father in it, he helped me so much in making the original movie. And just everybody, the original girl that played Dawn, Casey, she's a mother of two girls of her own now. She's a married woman, uh, which is just astounding to me. But uh, they brought her down, her stepfather and her mother brought her down from Dallas, which is a good hundred miles or more, you know, a couple of hundred mile round trip, not getting paid or anything uh, to come down to be in my little movie. And so... Um, that's, How old was she when she was in the movie? She was 10. She was yeah. 10. She's 10 and turned 11. And Chloe, this actually, the, the, the year seven takes place three years before the events in Dawn. And so 
well, that kind of the name, the titles, you know, so says her age, seven. She was actually eight, but she's a little girl, Chloe, so she was a small little girl. So she, she definitely could pull off seven. Um, but, uh, uh, but yeah, uh, um, thinking back to that original, just um, how learning the process of making a movie. My friend Mark, who passed away in 2010, he, he was my cameraman, he was my DP, and we had done so many things, and, and, and I'd known him for years, and, and we had done lots of little projects. He was actually the filmmaker at the time. He, he won a lot of awards for short films. And um, so, you know, he was my cameraman, and um, just the, the way everyone gathered together to help me make that movie um, really just was heartening, you know, how, how nice people can be and how accommodating people it can be and not asking for anything, not asking for any kind of payment or money, but just the, to be involved in it and to help me make it as good as I can do and make it, make it as good as I can make it. And, um, I found in making my little short film, there's a similar feeling, although it's a very, very much smaller movie. You know, it, it was just me and the actors this time. Um, me half blind behind the camera. So there was a lot of retakes because I'd lose focus and didn't know until I got it on the computer and, you know, and, and saw it later, of course. Um, so I have real simple shots, you know, um, but, uh, you know, when her, her fangs, Chloe's fangs in, in the short film, the uh, a local dentist provided those fangs, you know, did everything for free, did the impressions of, of Chloe, uh, did everything um, and made the fangs for her. And I think they look great and not asking for anything, but just credit in the movie. And uh, that's that's something that I, I was really um impressed with is how people still do that you know if you ask them nicely and and you're sincere about what you want to do and you're you know uh, friendly towards folks they'll help you they'll help you uh, get things done it's that's nice to see where did you shoot these this movie at it was shot in the town of Mahia. um the uh when they're sitting in in uh, the, when the, the 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 first scenes in the car was shot just outside of Mahia on some back roads. You know, I wanted that kind of, you know, down a country road look. Um, when, when Chloe is in the car with her father and reprimanding him about falling asleep at the wheel, that's actually shot here at my house. Uh, I live in a wooded area, so it was shot near the woods here in my house or here at my house uh, on my land. And then when they're in, they're sitting at the bus stop. Uh, that was shot there in the town of Mahia. And it actually was an old bus stop. You know, it's not anymore, but it used to be an old bus stop. All right, let's move on to something else. I've seen your IMDb page. It says Chester Grimm's Mausoleum. Ah, uh -huh, yeah. Well, Ray, uh, uh, that, that played the father in Dawn, he, he, uh, he and I got together and collaborated on this sort of, it started out sort of a uh, spoof of the old horror hosts, 
you know, the old, uh, um, you know, uh, like uh, Swinguli or, or Zachary or Elvira, you know, the old horror movie host, you know, that would be, be on the TV station and, you know, the, come in, you know, during a horror movie and, and, you know, make jokes or whatever. And, you know, uh, so it was started out as kind of a spoof of that. And then as it evolved, Chester became more, it became more about Chester and his, he's got a puppet friend, uh, Mr. Wormser. And, uh, it became more about behind the scenes of this little horror host show. And, uh, Ray, did most of the writing on that and most of the directing. And I think he did some of that stuff is just hilarious, I think. And I wish more people would would see those shows. And I can sort of be, even though I'm prejudiced, of course, uh, since I, I, I didn't do most of the writing and directing on that show, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I can kind of, uh, step back and just say, well, it's genuinely funny. A lot of that stuff I think is really funny. And, um, but that's what that is. Yeah. That's, a, uh, I play Chester, Chester Grimm in white makeup with black lipstick and black eyes and black hair and, uh, play this very broad character. This old horror host character, you know, this mausoleum with us. Uh, yeah. Have you been working on anything since dawn at seven? I wrote a script, uh, a comedy sort of a comedy sci-fi script called She Made a Monster. And uh, basically it's a girl, uh, she's kind of a nerd, kind of like young Sheldon. Um, and she is going, she's invented a, a teleporter machine, kind of like the fly. And she's going to zap her grandmother's television into the backyard to test it out. Well, the problem is there's a Japanese monster movie showing on the television when she tests when she tests her teleporter, and instead of zapping the uh, television into the backyard, she actually zaps the monster into the real world. Um, and basically, it, it's all you hear the monster outside of the house stomping around and and killing people and eating people and smashing houses and stuff, and it's this sort of sitcom the inside the house with that little girl and her family trying to figure out how to deal with this, how to, how to deal with this monster that this little girl has created, you know, uh, that's uh, destroying the world outside. And, uh, and that was the idea. Yeah. To, uh, it was going to, Chloe was going to play the little girl and it was going to have, you know, other members of the, of the same cast of Dawn Year Seven. And I was already set to, start making my movie and then the plague hit. <laughs> and, uh, so everything's at a standstill now, you know, of course, um, it, uh, I, I really, I like the script. I think it's funny. I think it's, it would take a lot of work in editing. That's where the main work would be in editing in post-production. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. But like I say, what we're dealing with, what we're, what we're dealing with right now, everybody, you know, um, well, I hope you get to produce it. I'd like to see another film by you. I'd like to see uh, Chloe again, a little bit older this time, but it'd be an interesting thing. Uh, is there anything you'd like to tell people who might be interested in 
starting in filmmaking? Any, any tips or advice or things you've learned along the way? Uh, I don't know if I've learned much other than uh, just do it, you know. Uh, I hate to steal a, an old shoe ads uh, slogan, but uh, uh, really, that that's it. Um, you know, uh, you, you have a story to tell, and you've got friends or family or whatever to support you. Um, and, you know, there's it's so different now as far as distribution and getting something seen. Of course, back in, in, in the original Dawn, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, um, I was still sending out screeners on VHS, you know, and finally J.R. Bookwalter's Tempe video picked it up for a five-year uh, distribution deal. Um, and there was a lot of independent labels around back then. Most of those are gone now. In fact, uh, Mr. Bookwalter's Tippy closed, you know, late last year. Um, so, you know, of course, there's YouTube and there's, there's, there's uh, uh, you know, a lot of places now to get your stuff seen. And, and Film Freeway, which is what I uh, uh, uploaded the uh, Dawn Year 7 to enter film festivals and stuff. So there's definitely ways to get your stuff seen. Um, but no, like I say, you know, same holds true as it did then. I mean, you can shoot something, you can shoot movies with your iPhone now, high definition, you know, widescreen, high definition, and, you know, um, if you've got a story to tell. And I edited uh, year seven on free editing software, you know, so you can spend very little money and get your story told. And I guess that's the main thing is just stick with it and pursue your dream so to speak <laughs> what software did you use to edit it uh it's called hit film express okay i know that one yeah and it, i and i i edited the original dawn on a ancient version of premiere i think it was premiere six and i found that uh, that the hit film express once i downloaded it it, it had the a lot of the same features it did everything i wanted it to do <clears throat> pardon me and like i say it's a very simple film there's no special effects or anything like that you know so it it did everything that that software did everything i needed it to do and i thought it looked you know handled the working with high definition you know saw uh, uh footage which is those files are so huge now you know when, when dealing back with the digital video by comparison high definition is just huge those files and i found that the hit film express worked really well with those high definition files you know those hd files the original movie dawn the last time i talked to you uh it hadn't been available anywhere is it still unavailable well that is the hope that it will be available now the original dawn has been out of print for oh gosh nine years or so um there's a few copies. I mean, if you were to search Amazon or eBay, uh, you could probably find a copy of the original Tempe release. Amazon wants way too much because it's out of print. There, there's some, of course, there's secondary sellers selling copies of it, but they just, they want way too much for it. So the hope uh, in talking with Ray um, is to put out, he did a great remaster of the original cut of the movie. 
and uh, fixed some technical flaws and such as that and did a real good remaster of the original uh, the original movie and the original cut of the movie. And hoping to get that out before too long, likely it's going to be in something like, uh, it's going to be on something like DVD or Blu-ray. Uh, I looked into some streaming services and, and it's kind of cost prohibitive right now what that would cost. So it's most likely uh, we would put that out, the remastered uh, cut of that movie, we put that out on Blu-ray or DVD or both with, with a few extras, you know. Um, and cause like I say, it's been so long, there's a handful of people, you know, that I still talk to that have seen the original and enjoy the original, but for most people, it's a new thing. <laughs> it's a, it would be like uh, seeing it for the first time. Uh, and uh, like I say, it, it shows its age. It definitely is a no budget movie, but I'm really proud of the performances in it and, uh, how the story came out. And uh, I do want people to see it. And I hopefully, hopefully before long, we can have a copy of that movie available. All right, Jay. Uh, I'm going to end this now and I'll talk to you again soon. I hope to okay, see the movie when you get it finished. Well, I sure appreciate it. I appreciate all the support. NAFCO would like to thank its sponsors, Western PA Systems, the design build electrical contractor for your 21st century home and business, and Dakota, Du Bois Area Council on the Arts. If you'd like to become a NAFCO sponsor, send an email to info at nafco.org.